Hello. Hi. And welcome back to yet another episode of Theater, theater Thoughts. Thoughts. You already know. I'm Ty Etherton. And I'm Kira Sweeney. Hey, we're two former theater kids now turned forever theater adults. Whether we like it or not. Listen, it is not terminal. But it is a condition we live with every day. Hey, yeah. and Especially we're this month. This week. <laughs> <laughs> um, And we're talking about all things theater education and all the things performing arts. So let's get into some. Theater thoughts. thoughts. Hey, happy opening. Hey, happy opening. Oh my God, two, almost three. Give years or take in the when making. you think about when this started, years in the making. We're talking about um, Mummy right big now. One. Um, I'm I'm so excited. It's just going to be fantastic. I had a lot of anxiety going into this that it wasn't going to live up to my expectations for at least my part of it. Right. Um. And I'm very happy to say that I yeah. I you had also, nothing to be worried about. <laughs> you also have fan, you also have fantastic. I mean, we have fantastic kids. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Like this, like, I this I could told... not be more perfect. Yeah. For the you know what we envisioned this show to be. Yes. I can definitely hear in my voice how exhausted I am already. <laughs> Me too. But, but it's just awesome. I'm like so exhausted, but also so happy, so yeah. proud. So It's going to be a happy sleep once I'm able to sleep. <laughs> It'll be like a good yes. sleep. Well, like I told you, I, I don't think I've ever been this not stressed during yeah. the process surprisingly enough with this being like my personal biggest undertaking of What do you think of that not comes necessarily from? like uh, I don't know. Like is it how organized you were or how we all were or, or just I the fact just that everything. kids can pick it up faster. I, th- and... I literally think it's everything. I think it was just like a perfect storm of everything that I needed to happen at the right time for me to be like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And this has not been like, I think I was more stressed leading up to it than like, right. like I told you, I had those nights where I was literally like waking up at four in the morning, like just like so anxious yeah. and, and a little bit of excitement too. But like once we got into it, all that stress, everything right. melted away. And I just, am, yeah. I'm really I wish I could say the... the same, but I think that's the role of the director though, is to yeah. just take on all, it, it's not just, it's everything. I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, get this done, get this done, get this done. However, today I'm just able to relax because there's nothing more that I can do. Yeah, it's... it what's done is done, mm-hmm. and what is done is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so and I, now we yeah. get to like have that people in the in the space yeah. and the energy of others, and then you know we don't do what we do for the accolades or you know no. or whatever. But it is nice to get it's, them in, and I, yes. I just the energy that you get from the audience, and then the the response of the the performers, and then just everyone being like, "Wow, that was so amazing! That made me feel so good!" Or I wanted to be up there that, i mean that's why we do it that is it's why not we do accolades it. it's but hearing that response is yeah. like yes that's what we wanted to do yes so yeah when you're like yeah. job well done we yeah. did <laughs> so congratulations yes congratulations. i am very happy um uh, but <laughs> we could sit here and talk about mama mia all day Facts. all day all day but um what we are here to talk about is near and dear to your heart. I'm very excited. I can't believe we've held out to episode 11 to talk about this. Which, this is crazy. This is coming out on June 11th. You also didn't... No, this is coming out on a Friday. Yeah, which is... Oh, dang it. Never mind. I was going to say episode 11 on June 11th. Sorry, I'm a no, day ahead. it's the 10th. Never mind. Because then I would have said happy birthday. But everyone <laughs> listening to the pod, set your <laughs> alarms for the next day because Gemini Queen... Yeah. your b-day um but this episode is all about the kira sweeney top tier 
performing arts yeah medium yes. and that is choreography absolutely i am so excited like to talk to you about it yeah you know what that's from no uh white christmas there's like where? the whole song where they sing about doing choreography what's the one where they do oh no that's um what's the one that corbin blue was in where he jump roped what was that called a holiday, holiday Inn. yeah irving berlin still yes yeah. yeah. So I was close. You were. I was close. <laughs> um, we're talking choreography. You've danced before, right? Just a little bit. Right. You, know. you you've definitely have done a choreography <laughs> before. Um yes. and so I, I really I mean, I think I talked about it episode one, right? Yes. Got put in dance classes at age three, tried a couple of other things here and there. But you know, kind of once I was on that dance track, I was there and I right. was doing it, you know, all the way through college and I don't get to take dance classes as much as I would like to now, um, but it's it's still a big part of my right. life. And you're a professional choreographer. Yeah, which is so cool. <laughs> so I'm gonna be the um, what's that called when they're on a panel? The uh, not the proctor, the um, and not the MC, the like commentator. Okay, yeah, or whatever in this conversation because this is really spearheading. And then of course adding my two cents and you asking me questions and all that jazz but um i just want to get into let's start with the obvious yeah what is choreography um uh, well so okay like when you say the word choreography most people know what you're talking about right, right? but talking specifically about um like definition and where that idea of what choreography is um actually the word for choreography comes from a greek word Korea, um, which means dance work, and um, the original uses of chore of the word choreography was to describe a direction or arrangement of dances, particularly in ballet, because um, that was kind of that first codified, m largely word um, noted art form of dance yes right there are millions and i could talk about dance for days and all that good stuff just about how cool dance is and how much of a a universal language and art form it is but you know ballet was kind of that first like perf major performance art right where you lots of people in lots of different places were practicing ballet. yes so that's kind of where that first use of the word came from was you know arranging these these dances in a particular order um and now when you think about applying it to modern musical theater it's more than just the arrangement of dance um choreography is all movement set to music or rhythm Okay. So that's kind of in the modern American musical theater or just musical theater world. Right. That's when you use the word choreography, you're talking any type of movement that is set to music. Right. Or whatever else it is. Whether it be, it doesn't have to necessarily be. Music, music. Right. Yes. And it doesn't also have to be hands and feet together no. to right there's yes. handography as as the, the nickname scarf scarfography and you're gonna do hair right yeah but i mean you're and we say those names like funnily but but it all comes back to it is a type of movement usually succinct in a type of way to create something on stage that is more than just acting absolutely right? yeah. okay yeah i like that so so you i mean it, it's purpose in musical theater is what exactly so the most important point of choreography um is that it is acting and not just dancing right right so um 
movement's going to be enhanced by facial expressions and voice. Um, and ideally in, in a show, all of the musical and rhythmic parts, not just the dances are choreographed. Right. Right. You have right. The, especially, you know, we talk about choreographing scene changes or right. we talk about, you know, um, choreographing blocking, right? Like when you're well, having, let's use, let's use Mamma Mia as an example. There are multiple songs specifically at the end of act one that go, dance and singing into a scene then back to the same song and then back and back and forth and so i think it's cool that we cohesively work together because it's not just about dancing and and moving your arm this way and moving your foot this way it's about great you need to create this stage picture because all of a sudden we go from the end of this part of the song to this scene and the scene has to take place here so how do you create movement to get the audience's eyes over here how do we get the people that are over here over here Right. It's it's all it's it's more than just step touch, step touch, move this yes, way and it's go. It's that and more. Yes. Yeah. Um, so creating choreography in the, especially the musical theater realm, um, requires close and intense collaboration with um the director and other members of a creative team. Right. We did a lot of collaborating pre uh Mamma Mia, not just because I brought you in on my uh, process which we'll talk about yeah. later um but because in in terms of like you just said there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of things where you go from one thing into another that we had to be really intentional about saying okay so how how are you going to pass this off from me large dance number to you small scene well take that and then add on top of that friend of the pod colin sinclair right <laughs> you have to work with him pretty intensively yeah. too yeah and your technical director, right. you need to know what dance space is available. I know that was something that was a large Lighting. concern of us when we talked to Kayla yeah. about, you know, what we wanted, lighting, set, you know. Costumes? It, it's not just Can you a, move in them? Yeah. It's not just a, oh, this dance is going to look right, cool. Right, here's this silly little dance. It, it's, it's a part. It's a lot it's of ingrained. logistics. Yeah, it's ingrained. Before I mean, you get to the silly little Jasper or whatever right. it is. Right, absolutely. Yeah. I just hate it. I said silly. And then the minute you called it silly, I was like, it is not silly. It's it not, is no, a work of art. It is. Um, so the purpose of choreography, thinking more specifically about, so we talked about kind of transition. We talked about movement. So choreographed sequences are usually meant to pick up the pace of a show. Right. Right. Especially that end of act one sequence that we were just talking right. about. Right. It's like, oh, all this stuff has been happening. And then we hit this certain point and we're and going like, yeah, Ooh. let's dive right. into the problem action, right action, away. Action, yeah. action. But yeah. all of this action is told through movement. Yes. Right. Um, and there's lots of other shows like that. But well, it helps create the mood. Yeah. Really, you know, you're in this big, there's lots of people coming in and out and we're all, you know, having a good time and we're using these songs and these dances to tell the story. Um, because as we talked about, you know, earlier, uh, storytelling through movement is a huge focus, yes, obviously. Absolutely. Right? Um, you're also uh, using dance to bring the audience emotionally and physically into the atmosphere of the show. That's yes, purpose absolutely. Yeah. When you think about um, dialogue in a show, setting the tone and the action, um, in a musical, it usually begins with a big choreographed number. Yes. So oftentimes the purpose of that number is to set the time, place, and plot Absolutely. Think right. about Alexander Hamilton. Right. right. You have all these chore this choreographed movement of them starting to beginning to tell the story. Um, 
thing. Uh, chorus of, line? Yeah, right? God, so I hope I get of those, it. Of those large numbers, it's starting with a bang, right? A yes. huge dance number, really energetic song. But there's a whole lot more going on underneath than yes. them just doing sachets and pirouettes and whatever else, right? They're they're really trying to bring you into the well, world. And the audience member kind of gets to see, get kind of start creating their own opinions about what these characters and the relationships mm -hmm. and the everything together, which is very yeah. cool. And so furthermore, choreography offers the chance to establish character mood um, and also draw the audience in by not just by people's what people say, but also, you know, what they're doing as well. Well, and I talked to you a little bit about this is I one. A didn't know all of that. So that's really cool <laughs> that you share that. Yeah. And two, when we talked about like purpose, I also think in American musical theater, like the difference of, well, why wouldn't you just do plays? Why do they have to sing and why do they have to dance? I go, because it's a spectacle. Yeah. We yes. love, as humans, we yes. love to be entertained. And yes. so by adding the facet of acting and singing, and dancing well, and it's a spectacle well, and that's why when they did the first musical right there's debate when when they had that first performance of the black crook right that was girl, the name of that musical I, girl you um it was like a ballet troupe and then they added some things and oh all this yes, stuff. yes, yes i know that i know what you're talking the about the reason yes. why that was so amazing and why that really propelled the creation of american musical theater was because they were putting dance spectacle right. with funny little you know skits and whatnot to try and tell the story and yes. everyone was just floored because they had never seen that done in that way well and it's not right? like it's we'd, hard we'd to tell a story dance, through dance yeah, yeah we, you'd seen it in ballet yes. many hundreds storytelling but not as literal theater. yeah yes, before musical started so it's just really cool that that's kind of what happened so Another thing um, that you kind of have to think about uh, in terms of the choreography world is choreographic requirements um, are going to vary from show to show. Right. Uh, Mama Mia obviously had what, like 15 yes. different numbers that required some kind of movement or choreography. Right. Um, so there are shows like uh, West Side Story, On the Town, Sweet Charity, that are going to be shows where choreography is the prime motivation Chorus for line. selecting that show. Chorus Line, right? There's so many others where if you're picking that show, you're picking it because you want to do a dance right. show. Um, but other shows where you are uh, like Music Man or Oklahoma or Dan Damn Yankees, um, they rely heavily on good choreography, but to a lesser degree. So right. anytime you're picking a show, you've got to keep that in mind. Like I know if I'm picking Chicago, I better be prepared to do a whole lot of dancing. Yes. Right. Um, so you you got to think about that. Um, and then when you're thinking, oh, oh, my gosh, I'm like way getting ahead of myself, which is really cool. Um, so when you're thinking about, uh, you know, creating choreography for a show, which we'll talk about here in a moment, um, another, and, and one of the first things you can consider is, um, if you're going to do Broadway rep choreography, right. Um, or Broadway repertory choreography, whatever you want to call it. Um, which basically means you would be doing the original choreography work for the show from the original choreographer. Yes. So, like, when our college did West Side Story, yes. the choreographer was not creating new choreography. He was they were taking Jerome Robbins' choreography and putting it on our production. Yes. So, that's something that you can consider, right? Like, if I am doing Chicago, um, I could choose to do Bob Fosse's original choreography, or I could choose to choreograph Chicago. 
Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. that's another thing that you have to kind of consider when you're thinking about, okay, how am I going to choreograph a show? Do I just want to try and recreate something that's already been done before? Interesting. Or am I creating new movements um, and new dances for the piece? I love that. Um, yeah. Now you mentioned Jerome Robbins and Bob Fosse. Yes. And I want to talk about who those people are because if you don't know who those people are, you better, yeah, right? Get ready to get educated, baby. So let's talk about them right after the break. Sweet. because we are back hey we're talking about choreography um kira's bread and butter yeah um and we left off at a really fun part so you kind of gave us like the lowdown on what choreography was absolutely um, and now we're starting to go which i love i'm a sucker for history yes so i'm really excited to talk I'm about history name drop some people that maybe you've never heard i'm of very before. excited um and I think a lot of these pe people, obviously the big names, I feel like every good theater thought out there should know. Uh, but there's plenty of other people who came before even they did. Right. And their contributions are just as important. Um, so I'm going to name drop some some old, some new, give you a little bit of um, uh, history and back backstory on some of these amazing people and what they contribute yes. to the art form. So I love it. So you, you talked very briefly about... Um, black crook or uh yes yes the first, american, the first musical, american musical and we put that in quotation both of us are yeah quotating yeah. you know that and so start there and then walk us through it um so black crook like i mentioned was um this fusion of ballet um with dramatic acting um, however, the songs and the the scenes didn't have a whole lot to do with one another. Um, okay. So that's why there's some debate about whether right. that was or was not the first American musical. But right. if you uh, check out most resources, they will say it is. Okay, cool. Um, so after that, it was like this whole big thing. People wanted nothing but um, that style of, of show. And so we get the creation of the American musical theater right. of the American musical. Um, we get a resurgence of, you know, vaudeville and burlesque and minstrel shows and kind of taking all the awesome things from all those various art forms coming together to create the American musical. Right. And yes. dance was so influential in that yes. creation. Um, so we get to some early choreographers. Um, and the first name that you should know is George M. Cohen who wrote, directed, and starred... Come on, Alin, Alinny. <laughs> ...in Little Johnny Jones in 1904. Um, he considered himself a strong song and dance man. Work. I love a good song and dance man. <laughs> Have the confidence. Um, and he's important because he put as much emphasis on dance as music in his shows. Cool. Um, so it was kind of that, like, okay, I these two elements are going to be equal for me. Which you clearly see directors... And like you said, it caters to what the show is about. But obviously, sometimes we'll go to musicals, even if the dance should be uh, uh, emphasized a little bit more. We'll be like, oh, I can clearly tell the director put more emphasis on this than this, right? Yeah. So the fact that he's putting emphasis on both really hones in on the fact of like the dance is equally as important as the story yeah. and the acting and yeah. the song. Yeah. Um, 
The next two names you should know are Vernon and Irene Castle. Um, they were a husband and wife team of ballroom dancers. Work. And they introduced what became the standard for many musicals um, and, and dances to come in that genre, um, which could be equivalent to the dance pas de deux, um, which a pas de deux, for those of you who don't know what that term is, um, it comes from the ballet world. Uh, pas de deux is usually a dance between two people, most typically male-female partnership. Um, and that was the idea of using this couple dance to further the plot. Well, and I only know that phrase because of fame. Really? I, that was the You'd first time I had heard, heard of it. You never heard that phrase before that? No. Wild. Yeah. So that was when I learned it. Yeah. But it's pr- because it was a dance. A dance of two. A dance what... of two. And they were dancers in the performing arts school. So it was very fascinating. But yeah, that's literally sense. what Pot of Dew translates to is dance of two. Oh, cool. Yeah. Love that. Um, so they kind of introduced this idea of a couple's dance to help the show. Um, and they rose to fame with Irving Berlin's first Broadway show, Watch Your Step. Okay. Um, super fun name. Um, in which they refined and popularized the Foxtrot. So they kind of Work. brought a little bit of ballroom into the American musical. Which is really scene. cool. Um, which is really cool. And is something that a lot of shows have done since. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really awesome. Um, and they also helped to promote ragtime, jazz rhythms, and, Amer- uh, and African-American music for dance. Work. That's so awesome. What time frame are they um, around? They were in the early 19... Uh, so well you're right yeah like jazz like jazz and stuff comes out in like the late teens early 20s um and comes around that time you're talking like when you think like roaring 20s that's very much yeah it said they were on broadway and in silent films in the early 20th century work so yeah they were kind of busting into the scene and really helped yeah to to popularize some of that that's very cool and 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 movement in 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 the american musical world which is really cool um the so we have those few people they're really kind of coming out of that vaudeville scene yes um and then in the 1930s um up until about 1936 um most dances in a musical theater were simply diversions um that i dances that took a break from the storyline to show off fancy dance moves and beautiful bodies not really contributing to the story no okay really just um especially in those um shoot what were they called well like vaudeville shows kind of do that um there's a specific name for a bunch of those that weren't just vaudeville but it doesn't matter um so up to yeah up till that point and then um we get to 1936, and it's when a famous ballet choreographer, someone who you should definitely know the name of, George Balanchine. Yes. Um, it wasn't until he entered the Broadway scene that dance really became a storytelling element. Yes. Um, and I think that comes a lot from his background in ballet, in which dance is the only storytelling uh, right. with music. But there's no scenes, no talking, no nothing in ballet, right? So you're just relying on the music and the dance to tell the story. Right. And so he really took that idea, brought it into the musical, and was like, you know what? If we can combine these two things, I think we're really going to be onto something, right? Yeah. Um. So he really changed how dance was utilized um, in the Richard Rogers musical On Your Toes. Um, 
in which which is cool that you're saying all of these it's so funny i don't know on what is it on your toes, on your toes. and you said irving berlin's watch your step yes. now i don't know those shows specifically because i'll be honest they probably weren't 10 out of 10 no but what's cool is that you're talking about these choreographers starting with these play or with these composers that then go on to create really massive yeah. works yes. absolutely um so he he created these two different ballets in this show they right. have really sick names by the way um the princess zenobia ballet okay and the slaughter on 10th avenue ballet oh my god um, not the slaughter in, in which these two different ballets took um uh, a really big part in the storytelling um of the show which is really cool and so um his influence brought a more classic uh or classical aspect to the broadway stage and opened the door for other classically trained choreographers to become a part of the great right way right. To, to make their way on broadway to enter or to leave the ballet world or whatever choreographic world they were in um even modern choreographers right. will get to one here in a moment um, and, and start to bust into that, that right. Broadway dance scene, which is really cool. Um, so that's George Balanchine, super famous. You got to know him. Word. Second from around his time is Agnes DeMille. Yes. And she was one of the first significant female choreographers Work. on Broadway. Go Agnes. Um, and she was a choreographer for um, the Richard Roger, uh, the Rogers and Hammerstein landmark musical. Oklahoma, which recently like yeah, has had has many a many a revival. Yeah, there. Yeah, people are gagging for Oklahoma, Work. and um, I think some are probably doing Agnes's original choreography, but some are probably also doing things that are very new and cool, which is very also cool. awesome. Um, so she had a strong background in ballet. Um, I think she also had a background in modern, and she used that to turn her dances into major plot points, which is um. I think and, transformative. And absolutely. And super yes. transformative. Speaking of, she was the creator of the Dream Ballet, which once uh, she did it yeah. in Oklahoma, becomes super popular for like at least a decade after that musical, right? right? There's one in West Side Story. Yes. Um, there's a couple of other major shows where they kind of, you know, were like, oh, let's do this really beautiful dance sequence that still tells the story, but maybe also strays a little bit from it. Um, and, and it gives it. I interrupted you and no, I, you're fine. but I, but it makes me think as from a director, right? Cause I'm yeah. hearing this and being like, okay, as a director of actors, how do I make this work? And I think what's cool about the, in, the, the invention of this, the, the use of this is the fact that it not only matches what the story is about through acting and singing, but then it adds more to it. Yes. It creates more of a character depth and more of a drive in the character's intentions by doing that. And mm -hmm. that's very cool because then the audience can say, oh, that's what this person's feeling. That's what this person's yes. feeling. And that is very cool. Well, and especially in the dream ballet, you're you're yes. seeing someone's thoughts play out. Yes. Almost. So like cool. their ideal you know, ending or whatever. Yeah. Um, so she did that in that innovation she brought to it, you know, really changed the, the musical theater. World, yeah, absolutely. Really cool. That's very cool. Um, after Agnes, we get into the 21st century and we have Jerome Robbins, icon, uh, Grover champion and Bob Fosse. Icon. Just a few of the really famous names yeah. um, from that. And for the the next 10 to 15 years, dance continued to dominate the Broadway scene. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we get a lot of 
of really cool, different things. I'm um, in the late 1990s, bringing to noise, bringing to funk, um, which was regarded as one of the biggest dance musicals since um, Fosse's final creation in 1970s. So, Berg. you know, you get you get Jerome, you get Fosse really dominating that that huge right, period. Right, absolutely. Um, and, you know, if you don't know who Bob Fosse is, oh. I, you know, I, I think you probably need to do some research, babes. Yes. Um, but he he really is, you know, I don't know how to describe him because his name is synonymous with the style. Yes, it's you, Fosse you style. You know Fosse when you see Fosse. Right. And the cool thing about him is, you know, you know Fosse when you see it, but also he was able to play so much within his own genre, which is so cool. Because as I described things when I was choreographing Mamma Mia, you know, my take on Fosse in Money, Money, Money was very much Sweet Charity or... Yes. Um, or uh, Cabaret yes. Fosse and not Chicago, Chicago Fosse, Fosse. Or, yep. or Pippin Fosse yes. or, you know, uh, so many others right. that he just kind of was able to, you know, play. I think Ryan Murphy's FX show for me, for a non-dancer, but yes. I mean, even you said you, you know, you enjoyed it. I learned it, a lot about him is, as a person. As a person. It, of course, is um dramatized, right, yes. for, for television. But from just a simple standpoint of like, what who was he at the time right mm. who was he at the time it it showcases his work with sweet charity with cabaret um a little bit with chicago right mm. um but it really does a good depiction of like kind of setting up the story of just how popular Bob Fosse was at that time frame. Yeah, he was the it guy. Yeah. He was and and rightfully so. You know, he was so innovative and and people just loved what he did because it was so unlike anything they'd ever seen before. And I think, you know, what he was able to do as a choreographer and how he was able to create his own style synonymous yes. with his name so cool says it all right says everything you need to know about him um sorry i'm looking in my notes i'm trying to find a list of a couple other names of people that you need to there's know. some modern ones right there are i'm trying to find them um the first one i can think of off the top of my head is andy blankenstock um who did which uh hamilton he right? did hamilton yeah. he did bring it on he did bandstand um he's been really cool and has done a lot of really awesome stuff um in you know this modern period of american musical theater um, you also have Jerry Mitchell, who did Work. Hairspray yes. and Kinky Boots and Legally yes. Blonde. It's some of the musicals that I hold nearest and dearest to my heart. Um, you have uh, Gillian Lynn, who did Cats. You have George Faison, who did The Wiz. You have Michael Bennett, who did A Chorus Line. Mm -hmm. So many amazing, influential people who really um, keep keep staying present in a musical theater right well i feel like choreographers are influential and oh absolutely of each other and we'll talk about this in our next segment but i think yeah yeah but and, and also you have people who are now contributing right now and they're who we're going to be talking about yes. as contributions to the style for you know years to come which is it's just really cool right yeah very cool hey Let's take a break, and then when we come back... Don't worry, I'm not going to quiz you. <laughs> I have been taking rigorous notes, so... Um, when we come back, I do want to... I have a couple more questions for Absolutely. you. And then just to kind of break down into, like, a conversation of um, knowing all this knowledge about choreography, and as a director on my own in the, you know, in the middle school field, um, or, or, you know, 
potentially if I move up to high school or what, what does that look like for me as someone who's not mm -hmm. a dancer and how can I have this stellar choreography, but not have the dance training and, and kind of go through that. And Absolutely. so I want to pick your brain for that yes. right after this break. Okay. Um, uh, that's my favorite thing to do. Like as a choreographer, saying the five, six, seven, eight. It's iconic. That is your power move. Right. You're like, yes. Get into it. <laughs> I like the five, six, five, six, seven, eight. Ooh. It's a power. It is. That is right? a total power move. <laughs> also, something I've noticed that you do is the like clapping. Oh, I've been a big clapper this show. Yeah. And a big like, I've used a lot more sounds this yes. show than I think ba -ba. I've done. But I think da -da -da. that's because a lot of the movement I've created is very much sound oriented. Yes. Rhythmic so almost in the fact that if you do it as a sound, it's almost easier to learn. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we'll touch on that in a second. Um, <laughs> I have to confront you about something. Yes. You have said choreography, but you've also said movement. Yes. Are they synonymous or is there a difference? There is a difference. Um, there obviously are similarities. But basically, when you use the word movement, as the definition states, you're talking about physical motion between two points in space. Okay. Right? So that's movement. Choreography or dance um, is rhythmic steps or movements performed to music. So it's okay. still that idea of traveling through space, but it's the fact that it's set to music or right. rhythm. We could do a play with no music or anything, and the walking from one place to another is movement. Yes. Right? Choreography is the set to music. It's almost rhythmically created mm -hmm. and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Yes. All right. Fine. I'll forgive you. <laughs> um, okay. So now that I know everything there is to know about choreography, right? You've given me the fast pass yes. into the the crash that course. That was my crash course. You are Mike Runetta <laughs> in choreography. Is there a crash course for choreography? I don't know. Work. I would be so Hello, sharks. fascinated to know that. Today I'll be pitching. This is my pitch. Right, work. <laughs> um, um, I want to talk about um, choreography, like choreographers yes. and doing choreography in a little bit of an educational sense. Yes. Now. Well, in as I'm sure everyone can tell from, and as you stated in the beginning, this is something I'm incredibly passionate yes. about. Yes. The crazy thing is, is I was not handed like a book. I was right. not given something You've that created... is like, this is how you be a choreographer. You were a dancer tr who said, who was told, hey, teach the yes. dance. Teach yes. the dances. And you really create, I mean, Kira, you do crazy work. And the way that you do Thank it you. is yeah. very awesome. You, uh, Yeah. And, and. Mama Mia is <laughs> I I of course am so proud and, and gobsmacked at what what you did but it also now working with you you know 5 6 years now that I've worked mm -hmm. with you I understand the process you've created mm -hmm. and how you have fine tuned it to work for you and for the people that you mm -hmm. teach choreography to and so that's something I really think is important for listeners to yeah. know um it is that 
what a, a choreographer should be. So strong choreographer and, qualities. And I first want to say thank you because that is like the biggest compliment I think people could pay to me because yeah, like when you get the compliment of like, oh my God, those dances were amazing. The movement was, the choreography was so sick. I love getting those compliments. Right. Absolutely I do. But when someone can give me the compliment and my mom gives it to me all the time and like, yes, she's my mom. Right. But also she understands about being like, yes. Kira, you are a fantastic choreographer, yes. but the thing that you do really well is that you know how to teach it to other people it, because right. that is what makes it look good. And that... I think, I mean, that is, and we, you've, we, me, you've said this before there, you can be a good dancer and a bad choreographer Yes, and you could be a strong mover, which yes. we'll talk about, like <laughs> not so much of a strong dancer, but a good choreographer. Yes. And then when you have the combination of you have the technical training and you're a good choreographer, that's here's, where the money is. comes in. You have to be a teacher. T. And I've learned from some amazing dance teachers and just teachers in general and really have been able to figure out, okay, here's my role as a choreographer and here's my role as a choreographer teacher. Yes. Right. So that's, that's really, and that's been a trial and error long process. This is coming up on my 10th year doing this. Um, It's amazing to me sometimes that (laughs) I was trusted at 15 Right. Or, yeah, I think it was 15 to do this. And here I am 10 years later. And it's really taken me a long time to figure out how to make that process, like, really work for me. Um, But it wasn't something that ever scared me. It was just something no, that, like, I, you have the passion. I really finally, I think, figured it out. Yeah, really you have the passion. And that's something I think, you know, in general theater, like a theater thought should know of if you have the passion, whether it be just passionate about theater altogether, or if you find that facet for you, choreography for me is really strong directing and like character, right? You find that trial and error of, okay, I'm going to teach it this way, or I'm going to bring my passion. And, and, and mm-hmm. I mean, truly, I mean, what we're doing when you're in these leadership positions, it is teaching, mm-hmm. you're teaching. Um, and you have to fail and be like, that was bad. But the thing is, is when it's a passion of yours, which mm-hmm. I see from you in choreography, is when you fail of like, oh, I taught it like this and it was a hot train wreck. It's not an immediate get down on yourself. No. It's a great, How it's time to it? change it. Let me teach it a different way, right? Yeah. And that that bounce back, that flexibility, both ways, your dancer flexibility <laughs> and your flexibility yes. is really, really important. So I think my question to you in all of this is, what are some strong choreographer qualities that anybody should have or look for or or want mm-hmm. in order to be successful absolutely um i think the first place you should start is the movement the dance the choreography itself creating right? it yes okay and well also just thinking about the show right when you're given something when i get recruited to choreograph mama mia right i know what i'm getting myself into right and i know that there's a general idea and style that comes with that show and expectation and expectation yeah um but also i think something that i i personally wanted to challenge myself with this year was to be more innovative. And I think that really came with, you know, I finally feel comfortable in that role that I was like, okay, it's time for me to not just push these kids. That's not a regular choreographer day year, year two or five or Um, something. That's, it was like, it's time for me to not just push these kids. 
Um, but it's also time for me to push myself. Right. Um, and, and get out of my comfort off. zone. And it has paid off. And yes. I, I'm, uh, you know, it started last year. I was really kind of scared with how much technical and and a bit more fame. Uh, intricate yeah. choreography I did when we did fame. Um, and and they took that and they ate it up like it was they were starving for years and they no left crumbs. no crumbs and i was like okay we can do that again yes. and we can amp it up and right. we can do some really and cool and so it was less technical things. and now conceptual yeah yeah we i had a blast collaborating with you conceptualizing yes. a lot of this stuff yes. like um, very cool my you know what we've created for money 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 is yeah. really awesome you know in that fossey genre right and in a you know you, that you can get into specific ideas within specific shows, right? Like if you're doing Chicago, you know that people are going to expect some kind of Fosse-esque choreography right. if it's not the Fosse Broadway rep choreography right. itself. Um, but you can also, when you're listening to the music of a show, um, start to figure out what qualities and movement genres are going to best fit whatever piece you're working right. on. Okay. Um, I didn't do it a whole lot this year, but last year I would just put the music in and I would go for walks either by myself or with my dogs. And I would just listen to the music intake. If I had any ideas, I would write them down, right. but it was really just intaking the music is kind right. of where what does I it started. Sound like? What does it sound like? What is the vibe? What type of movement quality? Fame was obviously very rigid where it was, was like this song is latin i'm gonna do latin based yes. movements this song is a pot of deux i know i'm doing ballet right. dancing on the right. sidewalk it was very much that was more like groovy yeah. hip-hop yeah. disco um had a lot of fun playing with that so really you know being motivated by music first that's and foremost, cool i love that right start with the music um get an idea get a feel for it and then start to tackle the specific steps, yeah. right? I think that every good choreographer is going to eventually um, create some moves that are staples of theirs. Right. I definitely have some of those, and my favorite is when the kids call me out on them. I, but it's fun. They're like, this is a Kira Sweeney staple. and they, But they love that. Right. They love that it's something that they can kind of say, oh, yeah, this is you, Right. Um, which is really cool. But also, I think every good choreographer needs to have a, at least a handful of go-to things, right? Step touch, jazz square, right. um, Lindy ball change, yep. a pony, yes. a, you know, a basic turn. What is this scoop? The scoop one. A chug chug, yeah. a little chug with a clap. Yeah. It's also a that. good one. Um, so there's plenty of these, you know, basic movements that you can use in a variety of ways. Um, that you know are going to be easy for people to pick up and also can be performed in a variety of manners. So, so start with basic steps. Right. Two, look at positioning. Easiest way to yes. make something different and new, change the body positioning. Change the facing. The facing. Wow, I can't <laughs> talk. Um, change the facing. Change the levels. Change right. the dynamics, right? Can you do something slow? Can you do something fast? What is? How does that change the quality of movement? Yes. Can you do something slow into something fast? Yes. Right? There's really easy ways that you can start to put things um, almost uh domino them one on top of the other to start to build momentum on on each other to create a dance right. right so you've taken these basic steps you've changed up the way in which they're performed now put them to music yes right easiest way i can think of creating choreography yes right that was obviously super fast there's a, a lot of other really cool different 
technical things I could get into, but, but for it's people baseline. who are basic yeah, I mean, movers trying to do this at a very basic level, that is my. That's where advice. I mean, I you say you said it, and I was like, oh, because I I am definitely not a top tier dancer. I think I can pick up choreography fast as like a dancer and whatnot, and actually do it to a place where it looks good on stage. Mm -hmm. And so when I have to choreograph middle school shows, I also a recognize that I go <laughs> great. Yeah, I can choreograph a middle school show because most of the time this is their kids for this is a kid's first step into stuff like that and whatnot. Mm -hmm using those kids as resources that have that dance training that have been growing up to use them. You know, it's different if I move up to high school in which I would say, okay, it's time to get someone with a lot of more technical training and whatnot, because it needs to be that. But what you said about look at the positioning and movement as a director, that's what I love mm -hmm. to stylize yeah. anyways. Not so just I take the movement that. itself, yeah. but also formations. Yes. And I do Easiest that all way the to time. Make something look new, change up either yep. the specific quality of the movement or the, the formation itself. Um, in terms of, of teaching choreography, yes. um, this is something that I think I was kind of naturally good at to start because you're just a teacher, but I definitely have figured out how to develop that process better. Um, so my pieces of advice is the th and the thing when kids ask me all the time of like, how do you learn choreography? Like, how do you pick up choreography? What is the easiest thing I can do to pick up choreography? And it's the same way I would say with teaching it. Repetition. Yeah. Right. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Mm -hmm. Do it until everyone feels good about it. Right. Or at least my thing is always like I ask them to put up their thumb and I'm like, if we're in an in-between and we're in up high, good enough. When we're if you're teaching down low, it, right? we need if to you're keep down low, going. we need to keep going. We need to hammer it in until everyone's either in the middle or up right. high. Right. Um, so getting everyone to feel like they at least have a basic idea of what it is, right? And and then um, build on one another, right? Scaffold. Yes. So I'm going to teach this chunk. We're going to do this chunk. Then we're going to do it with music. Then we're going to add on this chunk. We're going to just do that chunk. We're, and then we're going to add on the two chunks together. Right. Right. So start to scaffold those movements until finally they're like, Oh wait, we right. learned the whole thing. Right. And now you've got those tiny chunks. And because you taught them in tiny chunks, if there are issues that come up in performance or rehearsal or whatever, you can reference a specific chunk of choreography right. and they will know exactly what you're talking about. And when you have cleaning rehearsals like we just had right. earlier this week as we were getting ready for you know performances, you can reference those specific chunks and they know exactly because you taught them sequentially yes. what that's going to look like and where we need to fine tune and what the yeah. issue is. Um, yeah. Another thing, and I talked about it a little bit, is specifically how you're talking about movement. Um, I obviously, when I'm choreographing, scribbling frivolous notes in my binder or my on my, right. I choreograph on music. Yes. Especially for musicals. I have the sheet music and I'm writing my notes on the specific lines and measures of the music yes. um, because that's what makes the most sense to Absolutely. me. For some things I have to take other notes and, you know, figure something else out. But for those it's, it's really makes most sense in my brain and maybe someone else has another way. But for me putting it on the specific sheet music makes it so much easier for you to see where in the music things are. Right. And then the other thing I try to be really intentional about is naming things, whether yes. that is the actual specific technical name um, and when I'm choreographing, if I am using a technical thing, I'm going to call it the technical thing right. because I think kids should start to learn terminology. Mm -hmm. And two, I also sometimes will give a backup option about, you know, if it's a if it's a pot of bourree, I'm going to say it's a, you know, step front, side, back. 
right. or whatever, right? So you give them a couple of options or you can name things, name things, specific names so that they'll remember them. Like my, one of my favorite go-tos is named after the song it was first put in. We call it the Lancelot. When I say the Lancelot, you know what that is right. because it's the name with the movement. Yes, yeah. um, smart. So, so name things or give specific step names if you can. Right. Right. Um, and then um, make sure that you are really intentional about letting kids know what those are. Yes. Again, so when you're teaching it or when you're revisiting sense. things, you can call out specific movements and they're going to say, oh, okay. So when I'm giving back notes and I say the, you know, the arms to the to the chest right. looked messy in this specific song they they, they are know. able to recognize it yeah. right and then yeah. when you're when you're running specific songs um or when you're teaching them you can either use counts you can use sounds right you can we use learned that, yes. steps um which yeah we learned in a workshop that we yes. talked about choreography which was so fun um but also you know i've kind of used all, all three, three. Um, and so you've got to figure out what that mix is, what that looks like for you or lyrics. I will yes. also use lyrics a lot too about right. saying, you know, the, you know, voulez-vous, yeah. ha ha. You know what that all is like because it's very much in, in, right. well, and in they're time singing with the lyrics it already, and the words. Yeah. That only double de- doubles down on matching up the lyrics with the it's your your uh, intersectionality yes between music which and also dance. reminds me another thing another choreography tip creating choreography um sometimes i will do things that are very lyrically motivated right so you look specifically at the lyrics what is this lyric telling me to do right when it says time looking at your watch yes, or something right yeah. and sometimes it's totally okay to be cliche right absolutely or if you're like okay i'm looking at the lyrics and i'm getting a specific vibe or story from this song yes. i got to make sure that my movement is fitting that vibe or story if it's not specifically related to the lyrics i want to make sure thematically movement mood quality it fits yes um which is yeah so i <laughs> i know i had a lot of thoughts there but but that's kind of my biggest thing repeat work name things um be very intentional um especially when kids ask you questions about being willing to you know walk them through things or or clarify anything the best thing you can be as a choreographer is an over communicator yeah um and and be open to to change be flexible like you said sometimes and it happened during the show i tried something and it didn't work and i say hey at least we tried it right now we can go back right. and figure something else out um and and that is totally okay sometimes our ideas don't go right. so well or sometimes you say hey i got really ambitious on this one i'd rather go for it and and fail, say and right. fail or then then not have even tried, tried and all. the cool yep. thing about this one is, is i told them on a several songs i got super ambitious on this and guess what they met it. Baby. They turned it out. Yeah. They met those expectations Queen, and then icons. Songs, yeah. which is which is really amazing. And really, you know, I hope they're just as fulfilled by that as yes. I have been. Um, you are a choreographical genius. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> I um, definitely think I still have room to grow. Absolutely. But, but, but very I am very proud of the work I have done. And yeah. and um this is something that like you said, I'm I'm obviously very passionate absolutely. about and um, I really want to be able to help others yeah. because I do think that I have finally 
you know, found myself as a choreographer and as a teacher. Yes. And so being able to share that knowledge with others, with students, I've seen yeah. so many students grow as performers. Absolutely. Because of, yes. of their work and their, their willingness to, to push themselves as dancers and performers. Um, and I've been able to mentor some other people in their journeys as a choreographer, which for me has been yeah. just so special and so fulfilling. Um, so, you know, anyone who wants my advice or, or thoughts or help, you know, I'm, I'm just here to, to help and share my, my little bit of knowledge that I have. If yeah, I can. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Consider this episode a part one of the choreography. Yes. I could talk about it, you know, because we will do it days, at hours, some point. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing your knowledge. Thank you for letting yes. me. Oh, absolutely. I'm just like <laughs> absorbing it. Like, it. oh my goodness. Like, yeah, it's easy. It's hard, difficult. And there's so mm -hmm. much history, but it's also, I think anybody can do it. Yeah. Well, and not you know to, you know, there's so many different levels. And you know, what's so cool about how we're doing this. This is a bucket list show for me. And so I get to check it off. Yes. Say that I did it. Yeah. And um and and be very proud of what we yeah, got to do. Absolutely. Which is really awesome. Um, hey, thank you also to those of you listening. Yes. Um, we uh special hope, shout out yeah. to our cast of Mama Mia. Yeah. Break legs, happy opening. You guys are the real dancing queens. Yeah. You make this show all aspects of it. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. I absolutely so, love you, it. I love you. all the people listening. I love um I was just talking to yeah. my and best also, friend. Shout out to my dance teachers oh, and yeah, anyone who, who ever believed in me as a choreographer. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh, I'm getting a little emotional. I love it. It's, it's yeah. Really, yeah. I'm, I just, yeah. <laughs> I probably love sound it. ridiculous, <laughs> but like, yeah, this is, I think, you know, reflecting and it's really cool because we'll get to talk about it more. But like, yeah, doing this for 10 years, it's yeah. been hard. Absolutely. It's been really hard, but it's been really awesome. Yeah. So I'm just, I, well, I think it, it, these are happy tears. Absolutely. These are like tears of like hard work and like, you know, um, just being so, so in love with what I get to do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You should feel proud about it. I mean, I was just talking to my best friend Kaylee today. Shout out. <laughs> big number one fan of the pod. And like when we talk about memories from high school musical theater, like sometimes it's ingrained in choreography. Absolutely. I We literally make fun of the fact of when we were told that we had to do a body roll, like us laughing at each other, trying to like <laughs> do it. So, so know that like the impact you make on people is not only helping them grow as dancers or choreographers, anything, but whether or not they pursue theater outside of educational theater, you're creating memories and moments for them to have, yeah. which is so freaking cool. Yeah. yeah. Aw. Hey, if you liked this episode, please make sure that you like, subscribe, follow, leave us a review, um, and make sure that you reach out. Tell us about your own dancing stories, about yeah. your own journey through dance. Um, or you if can. This is something you want to do. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Absolutely. Please. Yeah, you can DM us at our <laughs> um podcast Instagram at theater podcast t h e a t r e the thing, not the place podcast. Okay, yes. and definitely let us know. Um, your theater thoughts all about this. Um, I should probably go dance right now. Let's go upstairs yeah. and we'll just start dancing have a little dance and party. have a little dance I would party. Love yeah, nothing more than that. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate it so much. Um, we can't wait for you to come back to another amazing, spectacular, dance-worthy episode Ooh. of Theater Thoughts. Love you. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.